Good morning, Mount Pleasant, Seventh-day Adventist Church. I remember 50 years ago visiting the Mount Pleasant Church. Um, coming back from school and different things, with my come over here with my mother, not to this church, but another place. I remember one thing specifically, one pew was always full of hails <laughs> and gnashes <laughs> and lots of good memories here of the Mount Pleasant Seventh Avenue Church. It's good to be with you here today. And last Sabbath I was in Palestine, Texas, and a few weeks before that in Antlers and in Edmond, Oklahoma. So I've been still traveling with Adventist World Radio. I try to visit my church in Decab every once in a while. <laughs> They're kind of concerned about that. But uh, I, I got hooked into Adventist World Radio a few years ago. I've actually been with them about seven years and enjoy that. And we'll share a, few, a little bit of that with you this morning. But it's good to be here in the Mount Pleasant Seventh Adventist Church. You've probably all heard of the announcements or the advertisements of these companies that do one thing, repair foundations. And because the foundation wasn't prepared properly, uh, they have to come in and repair it. And so foundation is important. We all recognize that, understand that. I uh, got a call one day when I was in Chicago. One of the people, actually from Sweden, he had a company contract. He was a contractor, built houses and different things. But he told me that his brother put the foundation in for Sears Tower. Can you imagine what that foundation was like? Was that a couple inches of foundation stuff? No, we're talking about hundreds of yards way down into the earth. At one time, Sears Tower was the tallest building in the world, not, not anymore. But uh, the foundations are very important, we know that. Have you heard of Chinese bamboo? They say that when you plant the bamboo, the Chinese, first year nothing happens, second year nothing happens, third year nothing happens, fourth year nothing happens, the fifth year it grows 60 feet. Because of the root system, the good, strong root system that has been uh, developed there. The Seventh-day Adventist Church has its roots in Revelation chapter 10. Revelation chapter 10 tells us that there were some people that began to read the book of Daniel. In their mouth it was what? Sweet as honey. And then it became what? Bitter. The great disappointment. We're familiar with that in October 22, 1844. And so, but the roots of Adventism is there. No other church goes to Revelation chapter 10 and finds their roots. The Seventh-day Adventists go there and find their roots because the last verse of Revelation chapter 10 says, and he said unto me, thou must prophesy what? Again, before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. Again, do it again. I mean, they had just gone through a great disappointment William Miller had preached over 5,000 lectures. He called them lectures. Attributed to over several thousand converts. And he was worn out. Just a few years after 1844, William Miller died. He is totally worn out. Preaching five days a week. 500 lectures throughout New England. He was worn out. But there were a small group of people who said... We must prophesy again. We must keep on studying. I want to share something that I found here. It says, many of our people do not realize how firmly the foundation of our faith has been laid, the foundation of this church. Many were among those who, after the passing of the time in 1844, searched for the truth as for hidden treasure. I met with them, and we studied and prayed earnestly. Often we re remained together until late at night. And sometimes through the entire night, praying for light and studying the word, that was our pioneers. The foundation was being laid. They just didn't say, well, let's, let's have a church. And no, a strong foundation. They had five different Bible conferences through the years. Uh, when they came to the point of their study where they said, we cannot do no more, nothing more, the Spirit of the Lord would come upon me, and I would be taken off in vision, and a clear explanation of the passage we had been studying would be given me. With instruction as to how we were to labor and teach effectively, 
Thus, light was given that helped us to understand the scriptures in regard to Christ and his mission and priesthood. A line of truth extending from that time to this time when we shall enter the city of God was made plain to me, and I gave to the others the instruction that the Lord had given to me. During this whole time, I could not understand the reasoning of the brethren. My mind was locked, as it were, and I could not comprehend the meaning of the scriptures we were studying. This was one of the greatest sorrows of my life. I was in this condition of mind until all the principal points of our faith were made clear to our minds in harmony with the word of God. Why is she saying this? Because sometimes people say, well, your, your doctrines, your teachings come from Ellen White. They didn't come from Ellen White. They came from strong study and, and sincere study of the Word of God. The brethren knew that when I went not in vision, I could not understand these matters. And they accepted as light directed from heaven the revelations given. Thus, the doctrinal foundation of the Seventh-day Church was laid in the faithful study of the Word of God. We have a strong foundation. I'm proud to be a Seventh-day Adventist. We have nothing to be ashamed of. This message is going to go through to the very end, and this church has a foundation that cannot be shaken. Ellen White was given light that helped to explain their difficulty and open the way for the study of the script to continue. The visions also placed the stamp of God's approval upon correct conclusions. Thus, a prophetic gift acted as a corrector or of error and a confirmer of truth. This church, the foundation that we have, is so strong it cannot be shaken. So, from October 22, 1844, until uh, 1860, over 16 years, they didn't say, well, let's have a church, this is our name. No, in 1860, from October 22, 18, to 1860, that's 16 years, they have a name. Seventh, we just didn't say, well, let's have a name. Seventh, no, it was through strong study and study of the Bible. And then, 1863, the General Conference was established. 1863, by 1870, we were going door to door selling books. 1870, and so this church, this organization, is strong. The General Conference looked at radio in 1924. 1924 looked, but didn't go into it. But in 1925, HMS Richards. The Voice of Prophecy began the Voice of Prophecy. And then 1955, George Vanneman, it is written. Think of all the ministries that, have, that we have, solid ministries of the, in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. ADRA, uh, Maranatha, uh, 3ABN, uh, Adventist World Radio, Farms, to all these different ministries that we have as a church. And so, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a sure foundation. And upon this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church. God has built a church. There is a church in these last days that I am proud to be a part of. I'm proud to be a Seventh-day Adventist. I'm proud to represent this church. And so this church, built upon a strong foundation, the gates of hell will not prevail. So, the scripture reading this morning. Behold, ye among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously. I will work a work in your days which you will not believe. Though be t- I want to share some things with you today that you will hardly believe what God is doing around the world. Ted Wilson, who is the General Conference President, said, The most aggressive evangelistic outreach endeavors at the end of time is Adventist World Radio. And you've, you probably watch it in the afternoon. Was it 2.30? have a little segment on 3ABN about Adventist World Radio. But in 1971, the General Conference asked a man by the name of Alan Steele. Now, he was a student at Southern Adventist University in Tennessee. And Alan was just finishing up his uh, college work. He he was one of those kind of tinkerers. He liked electronics. He liked uh, computers. Of course, there wasn't any computers back then so much. But he liked those kind of things. And so the General Conference asked Alan Steele if he would begin Adventist World Radio. And so he said, sure. So he got married, and they sent him to Portugal. And using old World War II equipment, they began Adventist World Radio. So he wrote this book, and uh, it's about the history of Adventist World Radio. And uh, it just came off the press in January, ordered from Adventist Book Center. Guess what the title of this book is? No one's going to guess. God's Air Force. 
Okay, beautiful book. And so as I read this book, it told about the history of Adventist World Radio. And he told about going to Guam, you know, and building the station there in Guam. And just recently, remember the, the, uh, what, the tsunami that came to Guam? I mean, terrible, over 100 miles an hour winds. And uh, when I, after I read the book, I said, don't worry about it over there. He built those buildings strong. But the towers got messed up. Several towers were damaged. Uh, and, but if you want a good read, uh, you can download it, uh, Kindle, but you can buy the book too. But God's Air Force. I'd give you one, but I don't have any to give you. All right. So, so what has happened with Adventist World Radio? Let me share some things. We, some of these things I've shared before. I've been here, uh, shared these before. But we try to change up our program just a little bit so you can understand. Is God able? God's able to do marvelous. We, we can't even imagine what God is doing around this world right now. And God is using people all over the world to give a message that people are listening. People are listening to, this, to the Adventist message. And so from that small beginning in Portugal, we now have 1,800 stations around the world. 1,800 stations, okay? And they are getting responses. We speak in 130 different languages. Can you imagine that? 130 different languages. And so those towers is on the island of Guam. When I was in college, they were raising funds for this. Uh, several million dollars to put up these towers. Those towers reach one-third of the world. Three billion people. Okay, that's a third of the world. Well, population eight, 8 billion. So those towers there reach all of China. That's a billion people. They reach all of India, which is a billion people, and everything in between. Uh, Vietnam, Cambodia, Philippines, that's a billion people through those places. And so those towers, because they're in the coast, you know, on the ocean, they need to be replaced. And so recently... Uh, they had to replace those towers, and they, they, they find, look for everywhere to find towers. It cost $100,000 apiece, but they asked God to help us. And so they found some towers in the Philippines. The Catholic station went out of business, and so they got those towers for $35,000 apiece and were able to put those up. And so those towers are amazing. So a few years ago, that, what they took all the programs that they were doing in broadcasting, 30-minute programs, and they wanted to put them on the Internet so they could be downloaded. So what they did is they took all those programs and they made it where people can download them. And so people are downloading the Adventist message, the three angels message. That's the Adventist message. They're downloading it at the rate of 128 every second. That's 11 million every day. The Adventist message is being heard around the world. People are responding. And people are listening. And so people are listening all over the world. What about uh, some of the other? Liberia. We don't baptize individuals in Liberia. We baptize whole churches. They're listening there. And they go to their pastor and say, well, we got to start changing our beliefs here. And so they start listening and preaching. They say, okay, the whole church is going to be baptized and going to change into an Adventist church. Can you read that? Did you, can you read it? Maybe it's too small. All right. Anjaya Bridge, 7th Adventist, converted from the United Pentecostal Church. In other words, this is in New Guinea, Papua New Guinea. And the people there are listening. The worker people there, the Adventist people are working. And they're changing the names of their churches. It was a Pentecostal church. Now it's a 7th Adventist church. That's the same church there. And so Uganda, 5,000 Baptists, just in in a few short time. People are listening. People are responding to the Adventist message. Now in North Korea, what's happening in North Korea? Well, they're not allowed to have radios in North Korea. But they go into China, which is on the border of China, and they're able to buy radios. And they bring them back into North Korea and at 2 o'clock in the morning, they're listening to Adventist radio, and they're responding to the Adventist message. Now, what can you do with speakers? Well, uh, they're to broadcast, 
And think of these speakers here. They put them in a, a market, okay? And they're broadcasting the Adventist message in this, in this market there. And can you imagine what happens when people are buying watermelon and cantaloupe and cucumbers and whatever else they're buying? They're listening to the Adventist message. But guess what happened in this market? 18,000 baptisms in six months. Listening while they're buying their can- cantaloupe and cucumbers. Okay? Can you imagine? Well, uh, people are responding. Who is it? Who's the ones that are speaking? You know, it's not Doug Batchelor. It's not Mark Finley. These are not the ones that are on Adventist War Radio. It's people like this right here. This man uh, and his wife were very well educated. They were engineers. Uh, they had architectural degrees. And they wanted to come to America more than anything else. They wanted to come to They're from Turkey. And so finally they were able to come to America. And so came to America. But guess what happened in America? They became Seventh-day Adventists. And they had a longing desire to go back to Turkey. I mean, they, they, their whole life, they're like, Man, I want to come to America. But when they became Adventists, they had a love to go back to their own people. And so it, what the Adventist World Radio is, is so effective is because people speaking their own language, their own dialects, and they're responding. And it's this whole family, this is their children, this whole family is uh, speaking on the radio, telling stories, all kind of things, sharing the Adventist message. And so God is doing marvelous things. And so... Uh, our mission radio uh, that's being heard around. The, we, now we say, you know, we hear these things, these, all these baptisms and all these kind of things. Why isn't it happening in America? Someday it's going to happen. You just wait. If you and I will be faithful, this is going to happen here in America because God has started the work here in America and he's going to let it not go out with a whimper. It's going to go out with a loud cry. And so God is using people all over the world. They're volunteering their time and dedicating their time for him. You know, Cammy Utman, if you watch through ABN, uh, you see Cammy Utman, the blonde-haired lady, who she had left the church, went out to Hollywood, became very well-known out there, was making bukus of money. And her father, an Adventist pastor in Iowa, invited her back, or she came back to visit her father, and he was having a Revelation seminar. And so someone said, Cammy, why don't you just introduce your father today? No, I don't want to do that. I'm just here, you know, just uh, just here to be with my dad. No, we want you to introduce your dad. And she thought to herself, I'm going to do the worst job I ever could. And so she got up there and introduced her dad. And after the program, people, oh, that was so good. You did such a good job. And then she sat there and she listened to a Revelation seminar. And she fell in love with the Adventist message. During COVID, she had a seminar that today 20 million people have listened to. 20 million people during COVID. And by the way, we thought during COVID that the offerings for Adventist... By the way, we don't take offerings when we come to churches like this. Every year in March, there's a special offering for the General Conference Ministry of Adventist World Radio. But we thought the offerings would go down during COVID. They went up 30%. Can you imagine? Uh, Offerings went up. We have 30,000 supporters for Adventist War Radio. People all over the world. People responding and and giving their funds to help support uh, this ministry. And so so all kind of people, uh, young and old, are responding. So two hours a day in North Korea. Ukraine, isn't that the saddest thing? You turn on the news and they have something about Ukraine every single day. I mean, how could you imagine living in Ukraine, you know, the war going on? And I was there a few years ago uh, for an evangelistic meeting. And, you know, the Russians and the Ukrainians all work together, just all all together. And then now they're fighting, killing each other. It's it's a shame. But in Ukraine... uh, Many people left, went to Poland and other countries surrounding them to, for safety. And we thought the churches would just be down to nothing, standing room only. 
one of the Adventist World Radio uh, volunteers, ambassadors, just came back in one of the churches there in uh, Ukraine and had a huge baptism there uh, in Ukraine. But people are listening to Ukraine. Uh, people are responding. And so what, what can we do to Ukraine? Well, uh, Dwayne McKee, who's president of Adventist World Dwayne McKee was uh, born in Chandler, Oklahoma, grew up on a dairy farm, and he's the president of Adventist World Radio. But Dwayne McKee said, what can we do for Ukraine? Well, let's buy him a truck. So $18 well, million dollars for this truck, can you imagine? Uh, and so to furnish it all with radio stations, with medical things, with uh, all kind of things. And so the, this truck now is traveling around Ukraine where it's safe. You know, not all of, of Ukraine. It's a big country. Not all of Ukraine is being bombed and that kind of thing. So this truck is traveling all over Ukraine, full of literature, full of uh, it's got a radio station in it, full of all kind of things, clothing and all kind of things there in Ukraine. And even have a barber shop in there for the people. And so one of the things that we're doing there is giving out God pods. God pods is a little thing that's solar powered. You don't have to have electricity. It's, it's solar powered. And we're giving these out by the thousands, giving it out to the soldiers on the front lines. And so uh, just this last, just this month, we've given out several thousand to soldiers there in Ukraine. And so they're listening to the Advent. What is on the God pod? The Bible, spirit of prophecy, health messages, songs, different things like that. And people are listening, people are responding. And so there's some of the speakers on this thing there. So the God Pods, giving these out by the thousands. In, in uh, Zambia, they let us take these God Pods into a prison in Zambia. And, you know, here in America, you know, I've tried been working in a prison in New Boston, and I got kicked out. I uh, sharing too much Adventism there, I guess. <laughs> anyway, but uh, in this prison in Zambia, with they have these little transistor radios, God pods that they can have there. That's all they have. They they can't get other stations. There are eight hundred Seventh Day Adventists in that one prison. Sixty of them are on death row, but they let them have these these little God pods in prisons in uh, South America, in America. They let them have these little God pods. And uh, it totally changes them. And so people are being blessed by these little God pods. Okay, podcast. In the Philippines, you know, if you buy something here in America and you have trouble with it, some kind of computer thing or some kind of just anything you buy and you need some technical support, you call up somebody and someone probably from the Philippines answered the phone. And you kind of have a hard time understanding them. And so... Uh, we decided we need to do something because people are listening to Adventist message. They may have questions. And so we have a center for digital evangelism in the Philippines. And so when someone has a question, they can call up. And so we have a place there for students. We have uh, uh, a place there, answer people's Bible questions, praying for them, buying them to Bible studies. We don't want to turn down anyone. That's, that's why I mentioned the name of the title of this message today, Our New Name. It's AWR 360. What does 360 mean? Well, we don't want to just baptize people. You know, sometimes if you give someone some rice, give them a cap, and they'll get baptized. No, we're not interested in that. We're interested in making people citizens of God's kingdom and making them strong Adventists. And so we have a center for digital evangelism in the Philippines, and we have young people who are volunteering there. In fact, if you know of any young person, 18 years of age or older, who would like to dedicate a year of their life, we pay their way to the Philippines, airfare, give them a stipend, give them a beautiful place to stay. And what we want to do is when people call in, they have a question. They've been listening, and we want to connect them to a local church, and we want to do that. Remember, if you don't remember anything else I say today, on your cell phone, there is an app. Now, I know you have hundreds of apps on your phone. All those apps, you don't even use them, right? They're all there. Oh, I've got to have that app. got to have that app. No, there's one app you have to have. It's, co it's called AWR360. And so if you go to your app places and you say put in AWR360, you can download Adventist World Radio app, okay? Get all the stories, information, how you can become a cell phone evangelist, uh, all kind of things, all the miracle stories that are happening all over the world right now. So if you don't remember anything else, be sure on your cell phone. AWR360. That would be the app that you can get there so you can connect to a local church. All right.
Let's see. So, uh, 211 countries of the world. Uh, people are listening. There's more radio. Uh, and this is, the, this is the appeal for anyone who would like to be a uh, work in that center there in the Philippines. Okay? So, if you know of any young person like to dedicate their life, good, strong Adventist background, and uh, can go there, they'll pay their way for that. Cell phone evangelism. Hmm. Neville Neveling was flying back from Georgia, one of the republics of Russia. And as he was flying back, he said, why can't we put an Adventist message, the uh, Adventist doctrines, on a cell phone? Okay. How many people have cell phones? Everybody. How many, how many times do they look at them a day? All day. All day. I mean, you can't even get people off their cell phones, okay? They're a wonderful tool, okay? And so, cell phone evangelism, what is it about? Well, Neville Neveling had experience and background in, in communications, and he says, let's put a whole evangelistic series on the cell phone. And so he did it. He put it on the WhatsApp. You ever heard of WhatsApp? Some of you know about these things. And so he put a whole evangelistic series on WhatsApp, and in about 10-minute segments, not a whole 40-minute uh, sermon, but maybe 10-minute segments, when he finished, he, when he first started, he had 10,000 people watching this Adventist evangelist meeting. At the end of it, 8,000 requested baptism. In inner America, we have a program called 1010. 10,000 Seventh-day Adventists, now there's a million members in Mexico alone, of Seventh-day Adventist. But in Inner America, South America, Mexico, uh, they, have, uh, they have a program called 1010. We have 10,000 Seventh-day Adventists using the cell phone, and their program is, okay, 10,000 Seventh-day Adventists, and they contact 10 people. 10 people. And those 10 people pretty soon are Seventh-day Adventists. We're pretty soon in, in inner America, South America, we're, we're going to have 100,000 cell phone evangelists. You want to be a cell phone evangelist? You have an app, AWR360. In there, it, there's a place that calls uh, help, or there's a place in there that calls, uh, uh, what, is it, what is it? Uh, what is that? Let me see if I can find it here. Anyway, there in your, in your, uh, uh, in your app there, you go to a place there, and you and interest. I think it's called interest. You you want to become a cell phone evangelist, and so you you contact them, and they'll help you. And if you need more help, all you have to do is put help at awr.org. I think it is, and you can become a cell phone evangelist. Now, if you didn't understand that, <laughs> let me give you something else. I have, a, I have some telephone numbers, all that kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, mainly the app, you can find out how to become a cell phone evangelist. All right. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, and to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus through all ages. God is doing marvelous, and people are responding to this message around the world. And so in Afghanistan and in Iraq, people are just waiting to be baptized in these countries. They cannot openly share their message, but they have these little radios, uh, uh, solar-powered radios like you see right there, and they can re- and have the message. And so now more than ever, it is time that we as Christians become strong in the Lord. We need to have such a close connection to him that nothing can shake us. The Lord calls for soldiers who will not fail nor be discouraged, but who will accept the work even though it will face hardships. All right. Now, the greatest thing that's happened uh, in the last few years is what's happening in the Philippines. You may have heard about it. You may have listened to AWR uh, and 3ABN. But what is happening in the Philippines? Well, there has been a group of people who have rebelled against the government for the last 50 years. They have totally rebelled. And they're killing their own people. They have killed 40 thousand people they got their machine guns they got all their kind of stuff and, and they have been killing their people trying to change the government trying to change that but something happened 
In fact, uh, one of the vice presidents, Sue Hinkle, suggested, why don't we put a tower there close to these, where these rebels are, and maybe they'll listen. Uh, they won't listen. And so, but they did it anyway, and they prayed about it. And they put a tower up there where the rebels could listen. And pretty soon, they started coming down the mountain. Okay, these rebels. And it was a health message. Is our health message make a difference in people's lives? It really does. They began listening to the health message, and they came down the mountain. To date, we have baptized all of the generals. In fact, if you watched the general conferences a couple of years ago in St. Louis, one of the main generals of these rebels was baptized. Okay? And since that time, these people have come down from, we baptized over 2,000 of these rebels. Okay? And they've come down from the mountains, and they have joined the Adventist church. We needed 70 churches for these people. And so they made an appeal. And $370,000 was raised, and they, they uh, built churches for these rebels over there. If you, if you saw 3ABN, you saw that we had a wedding over there. These rebels could not contact the government to get married because they would give their name away. And so what we did after they joined the Adventist, and the Philippine government says, if you join the Seventh Adventist Church, we're going to give you amnesty. Your past is forgiven. This is unheard of. Your past, you kill all these people, and we're going to forgive all that. The government says, we've tried everything. We've tried giving them land, tried giving them money. Stop killing your people. And when they start joining the Adventist church, the Philippine government says, we'll give you amnesty. The Philippine government right now says, we want an Adventist church on every military base in the Philippines. And we'll build your tower for you. And so every military base in the Philippines now has a Seventh Adventist church. God is responding. Uh, people are listening. And so these rebels, uh, after they came down, after they were baptized, three, six, AWR 360, what was their occupation? Their occupation was killing people. And so you just can't say, okay, you're baptized and now it's up to you. No. We, have, we were helping them find new occupations, new careers. We're helping the people. And you know, right now, there are all kinds of businesses starting up over there. Also, we told him, uh, Dwayne McKee gave him a projector. And he says, okay, you go win one. You were one to Jesus. Now you go win one. One man couldn't count. He won 100. <laughs> God is blessing these people over there in a marvelous way. I, I have a whole video here. I'm not going to show the whole thing, but this is kind of a little bit of it here. AWR Radio has gone past the steel cold guns straight into the hearts of ruthless rebels. Can you hear that?
our team boards a small mission helicopter. That helicopter crashed this week. I just, I, every Thursday we have a, a Zoom meeting with the ambassadors. And in the Philippines, that, that same one crashed this week. But no one was killed. It was not too high up. Something happened. But uh, anyway, the rest of this video simply tells about uh, baptizing these rebels coming down from the mountain. The whole area has changed. People are just uh, amazed. It's what is happening there in the Philippines. It's never happened before. And people are giving their hearts to the Lord. Uh, let's see, what else? Look among the nations and watch, be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days, which your Lord would not believe, though it be told you. God is doing a wonderful work around the world today. We can all be a part of it. One of the most important things we can do is pray. Pray for the work there and Adventist World Radio, the broadcast, the downloads every day, uh, the offerings. We can support that, that once-a-year offering, and others can do it other other times too. But God is blessing in a marvelous way. And I'm proud to represent Adventist World Radio, representing the, the work that's going on not only here but around the world. We're doing all kinds of new and uh, modern things uh, with technology. Uh, they've just hired several people to help uh boost the the programs that we're doing and so uh we can support it we can pray for it we can be a part of it now one of the things i want to share with you is the idea about uh people giving people responding one man gave a corvette to adventist world radio and when they you know uh auctioned it off it came to two hundred twenty thousand dollars. that was a nice gift wasn't it one person gave a 1935 Gibson Super 400. There were only 35 made. And so this person gave this guitar to Adventist World Radio. And so they, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I forget his name. Ed Reed. Ed Reed uh, took it to Nashville. That's a good place to sell a guitar, isn't it? Took it to Nashville. When a guy saw it, he says, I'll give you $16,000 for it. And Ed Reed said, ah, wait a little while. And finally he got $20,000 for that 1935 Gibson guitar. People are donating their time, their, their talents for the Lord, and God is blessing that. And so, you know, uh, if you want to contact Adventist World Radio, you want to support them in any other ways, there's different ways you can do that on your app there, AWR360, you can do that. And so I'm going to close this morning with uh, the theme song. Let me tell you a little background about the theme song. Uh, this theme song, uh, when I was pastoring in, in, in uh, Tulsa, one of the members there was named Bobo Hannon. And I went to school with his son, uh, Bo Hannon. He was, went by Bo, too. Anyway, Bobo Hannon was a personal friend of Sam Walton. Anybody know Sam Walton? He was a personal friend. of. He trained his bird dogs. So here's the Seventh Avenue in Tulsa training Sam Walton's bird dogs. Okay. Well, even when, when Walmart was expanding, the first town they thought about putting a big superstore was Tulsa. And so he contacted Bo Bohannon to, uh, you know, find land in Tulsa. And so Bo helped him do that. And he was invited to Sam Walton's funeral. He went a funeral many years later. But Bobo Hannon's daughter's son's daughter wrote the theme song. So Bobo Hannon's daughter's son's daughter wrote the theme song. As the theme song is being played, and you can hear it and see it on the screen here, I'm going to give you a gift this morning. So I'm going to, I'll pass it out. I can do it during the theme song. And so let's, let's go there. Reach, we're reaching 
now in, in Europe, there's over 1,500 evangelistic meetings going on in 39 different countries of Europe. This next year in Papua New Guinea, they're expecting a baptism of 700,000 people. I mentioned the name, our title of the sermon today, Our New Name. Guess what? God has a new name for every one of us. Has a special name for each one of us. I don't know what your name's going to be, I don't know what mine's going to be, but it's going to represent our character, represent uh, who we are, but God has a name for you, a special name. I'm going to close with two things I want to share with you. First of all, I'm going to talk about seven Sabbaths. Seven Sabbaths. Remember the very first Sabbath on this earth. God, Jesus, was there with Adam and Eve. No sin in the world, no disease, no hurts, no mosquitoes, nothing there. It was perfect, beautiful. What a, imagine, what, a, what a wonderful time, the very first Sabbath on this world for Adam and Eve. Oh, how beautiful it must have been. Jesus walking around with them, showing them his creation and talking about whatever they talked about. I don't know what they talked about, but that first Sabbath. Number two, the first Sabbath after sin. It was totally different. Darkness, cold, pain. I'm sure they thought about that first Sabbath, but that first Sabbath after sin, totally different, totally different. And we're a part of that. All of us are living in a world where, you know, our Sabbaths come, not, they're not perfect anymore. Remember, after every Sabbath, we probably say, I, wish to, I hope I can keep it better next Sabbath. Hope my thoughts don't wonder next Sabbath. Number three, last Sabbath on this earth. Will there be a last Sabbath on this earth? Certainly will be. God will have a people who are faithful, who are honoring him, who will be keeping that last Sabbath. Some will be in prison. 
Some will be hiding uh, from authorities, uh, running for their lives. But God will have a people the last Sabbath on this earth who are honoring him. Won't he? Of course he will. Number four. We're told in early writings that it's going to take seven days to get to heaven. Some people will keep their first Sabbath on the way to heaven. And they're going to say, why couldn't I see it? It's so beautiful. It's, a, it's rest. First day of the week is not rest. The Sabbath is rest. And so during that trip to heaven, people will keep their first Sabbath. Number five, a thousand years in heaven. Will there be a Sabbath? Yes. Judgment takes place for the wicked. But a thousand years honoring God, the Sabbath, our home in the city, worshiping God, how wonderful that's going to be. Number six, on this earth, the world recreated. Will there be a Sabbath? Isaiah says from one Sabbath to another we'll come together to worship. And so it's not done away with. So why not keep it now? Why not honor it now? But... That Sabbath and the new earth, how wonderful that can be. Number six. Number seven. I mentioned seven Sabbaths. Today. Today, brothers and sisters, is a Sabbath. And God has called us to come to rest. Rest from what? I know a lot of you work hard, especially this heat out there. But we're not only resting from labor, we're resting from the work of salvation. We're resting in Jesus we don't have to work ourselves. Jesus is our righteousness. We don't have to work our way to heaven. That's why the Sabbath is called the day of rest. And we're coming to celebrate. And so God has given us a day of rest. May God help each one of us to honor his day, this, this day that God has given to the Sabbath. How wonderful it is and how marvelous God has given this to us. And I'm going to close with a, something else I want to share. I, uh, I had a friend in the academy Jim Hayward, he, he, loved, he loved animals. In fact, every roadkill, he would go get them and mount them, you know, take, their, you know, take the skin off. And he had hundreds and hundreds. He became a biology teacher. He taught at Andrews University, got a doctorate in biology, taught there for many years. But his father, Jim Hayward, pastored the Fort Worth Church many years ago, but he pastored all over. And one day, Jim Hayward got a call, uh, and it was an official from the United States government. And he says, I have to talk to a Seventh-day Adventist. He had just come back from Vietnam, just come back from Vietnam. And uh, he was not a military person, he was a government official. And so in Vietnam, he came across a little boy. His parents had been killed, bombing their house and everything was killed. And came across this little boy who was uh, severely hurt because of the bombing and everything. And he needed medical attention. And so uh, he took him to a hospital there, actually a Christian hospital. And he says, I have this little boy, and he needs help. Can you help him? There were people everywhere needing help. And the person there in the hospital said, I'm sorry, we don't have any more room. Uh, we, we can't take another patient. Well, what am I supposed to do? Take him to the Adventist hospital. They never turned down anyone. He never heard of an Adventist hospital. So he went to another hospital, another Christian hospital there in Vietnam. He says, I have this little boy, and he's really hurt. He, he needs help. I'm sorry we cannot take any more patients. We're, we're full up. Well, what am I supposed to do? Take him to the Adventist hospital. They never turned down anyone. <laughs> and so he says, okay, i got to find an Adventist hospital. So he found a little Adventist hospital clinic there and took this boy in there. He really needed help. He was dying. Took this little boy in there and, and introduced it was introduced to the people there. And can you take this boy? Bring him in. And so they ministered to this little boy. And through the months, he became acquainted with the personnel in the hospital. He became acquainted with a doctor, Adventist physician uh, there. And one day he went there to the hospital and walked through all the patients down the hallway, people everywhere, walked into the doctor's office there. And he had been up all that previous day. All that night, most of that day, sweat pouring down. You can imagine a hospital in Vietnam with no air conditioning. And he, he looked at this. As soon as he saw the doctor, he looked at him. The doctor smiled. 
And he said, Doctor, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you stay, you know, work with these people and help them you know, all the time, 24 hours a day? How do you do it? So he took out his prescription pad there, and he wrote something on the prescription pad, and he handed it to him. It said this, Fall on the rock Christ Jesus and be healed. Fall on the rock Christ Jesus and be healed. Brothers and sisters, that's the only prescription we need. That's the only thing that will help us. Fall on the rock Christ Jesus and be healed. We must do that every day. We must never turn from Jesus. Give him your heart every single day. Fall on the rock Christ Jesus and be healed. The appeal this morning is that that's what we do. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to stand up. You don't even have to come forward. But in your heart, fall on the rock Christ Jesus and be healed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you're doing around the world. We thank you that you want each one of us to fall on you each day, to love and trust you. So we ask your blessing upon your work. Adventist World Radio and the ministry and all the other ministries that are going on around the world. We ask your blessing upon this church here in Mount Pleasant, each of the leaders, each of the members here. May their light shine bright, and may each one of us be faithful and true and loyal to you. Dismiss us now with your blessing, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.